Hey everyone, it's Jacqueline Kitzman and this is the Awaken Tarot Podcast and I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. Um, of course, you've got things like, as usual, war in Ukraine, abortion, all of those things are still happening. But I want to focus on this. Mass shootings, shit like what? Two weeks ago, there were, what, three mass shootings, like, over the course of two to three days. The one that we all prominently heard about being the one that happened in Buffalo, New York, at the grocery store. And then, of course, as we all know, this last Tuesday, um... The mass shooting at the Ella at the uh, Rob Elementary School in Nuval, Texas. I'm gonna keep this really short and simple, not because I couldn't talk about this for years, but honestly because I could and I could. If you're listening to this podcast and you're still listening to this podcast, then I'm not gonna echo and I'm not gonna yell into an echo chamber. At some point, our children are collateral damage in the NRA and GOP's war for the Second Amendment. At some point, we ourselves, at the grocery store, at a concert, at the mall, at work, on the street, anywhere, we are collateral damage. We will be somebody's thoughts and prayers. Humans are exceptionally good at adapting. That means we can go through something incredibly difficult and then keep going. How many of us have survived horrible trauma and we are affected by it? Yes, but we are still going. Collectively, every time something like this happens, we suffer a collective trauma. But because humans are so good at adapting, we move on and we, we don't forget but we become desensitized and numb to the situation. What if we stopped being so fucking good at adapting or even just adapted in a different way? Moving on and turning away from what's hard and the uncomfortable. What if we just fucking... 19 dead kids. Think about it. In a classroom... It's not that concealed carry laws aren't prominent enough in the U.S. It's none of those things. It is how easy it is to access weapons like assault rifles. And it needs to stop because this is, I can't do this anymore. And we're going to have to keep doing it because, again, in two weeks, something else tragic is going to happen and our attention is going to be turned away. And then eventually there will be more dead children, more dead people 
I don't I I can't say anything else about it like tarot is a reflection of the human condition. Any person who puts their hands on the tarot deck can read tarot because they are human and tarot is a gift meant to help us figure out our humanity. We are so influenced all of the time by the collective, by the collective energy, whether you watch the news whether you can stomach these things or not stomach these things, it doesn't matter. You're affected by it. And therefore, every reading you do will be, if, will be influenced by the things that happen in the world. Whether you pay attention or you don't pay attention, you are affected by it. If we all took the time, I just said I wasn't going to like talk about this for super long. I don't know. I just, um, there isn't a way for me to do this podcast or talk to the amount of people who listen to this podcast without bringing this up. So if you're pissed at me, I, this is what tarot means to me. This is how I teach tarot. And um, we're going to jump into the card here. Okay. So this is where we're at. And um, let's, with that being said, move into the card that we're going to talk about this week, which is the high priestess. I am a little surprised at the fact that I was like, there is no way we have not done this card. We have not. We have not talked about the high priestess. I'm going to explain the card. So first off, um, the high priestess is card two in the major arcana, um, but they are actually the third card in the major arcana. That is because the fool um, is neither part of the life, death, or rebirth lines. The fool is our soul and it becomes each of these cards as we go through the major arcana and minor arcana. And I'll explain why that relates to the high priestess more in just a little bit here. Um, but let me go ahead and explain the card as a whole. In the Smith Rider Weight deck, you have the high priestess. They are wearing almost like um, a popish like crown. Some people call it the crown of Isis. Um, they're wearing blue, holding the Torah. There's a cross on their chest with their robes. There's a little um, moon, a crescent moon by their feet. Um, they are sitting in between two pillars. One is black, one is white. And behind them, it looks like um, a tapestry, um, which looks like um, almost like yellow pomegranates. Um, but it's it's some form of fruit. And on the inside, there are all these juicy seeds. Okay. The High Priestess is card, I, this is a question I get a lot in tarot, and it's why is the High Priestess card two and not card one? Why do we go full magician, High Priestess, and not full High Priestess, magician? And I think I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it again because I think it's important. Tarot is a reflection of the human experience, not the spiritual experience, the human experience. So the first thing that happens is you become human and you have to figure out how to be alive. Like you're born, you're literally born. And then as you figure out what it means to like breathe, kick, cry, um, blink, get food, that is when once your needs are met, that is when you can start and you grow these roots. It's when you kind of start to anchor in and all of a sudden now that your survival needs are met, you can experience the subconscious, the unconscious, the creative and intuitive draws you have. The high priestess is a very, um, there are a lot of cards in the tarot that, and an entire suit, correct? The suit of cups 
that encourages you to follow your intuition. But the high priestess is literally your, it's literally your brain. It's your knowing. It is your brain with all of the little like, think of it as like wired wires, telephone wires that reach right up into the heavens or into the ether or whatever and connect you to that source. Whether that, whether you believe in a specific deity or whether you believe in like all higher you yourself type thing, um, the point is that the high priestess is that knowing, it's that message system. It is you becoming a mouthpiece for the divine. Or rather, it is you understanding the divine. It's you having a conversation with things you ought not know, but somehow do know. The high priestess has a moon at their feet, and that is because this high priestess is drawn in and out by the moon. Your intuition blossoms and it goes in. Um, you, It's kind of like it's the reason why sometimes you'll pull cards in a tarot reading and you'll have no idea what the fuck they mean. And then later on, it becomes clear to you. And that is because our intuition, it waxes and wanes like the moon. It opens and closes like a flower blooming. We are not meant as humans to be connected to behind the veil at all times. We would literally lose our minds. We are meant to be humans in this human world. And so we have to allow ourselves. That's why we work with the moon with our intuition. It's why some people, it's why um traditionally people with uteruses bled with the new moon, the shedding, this, their bodies connecting so so intuitively to the moon. That's not to say if you don't bleed with the new moon, your menstruation is broken. I'm just talking about kind of like in ancient, that's how they kept track of calendars. A lot of people in, um, I think if you've ever read the concept of the red tent, you'll kind of get that idea. Um, for those who don't menstruate, you'll have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> or uh, for those who have never menstruated, rather. Um there are lots of people who menstruate who or who have menstruated who no longer menstruate. Um, it's called menopause. I'm excited to go through it someday. <laughs> um, the high priestess is a curtain and a veil for a reason. It's not a, just an open doorway. There's a tapestry in between those pillars because we have the ability to open and shut it. We can't just be on in tune all of the time. If we were, we wouldn't be human. We're not meant to be behind that veil all of the time. It's why we're not born straight into the high priestess. The high priestess bestows upon us the Torah or the writings of the Torah or or the the um kind of like the answers of life, like the, like the answers of life, all of these things. It's a reading that we take place in, but we don't keep open all of the time. Um, you know, when you pull this card in a reading, it's very often for myself, a chance for me to like go inside my body and not, and, and, and feel the truth or feel, feel what's going to happen. Um, any time that I do a reading for a client, I take a moment before the reading or a few moments, I pull cards and I center myself in my body and I open myself up and open myself up to to knowing, but also to being wrong and to being able to connect so wholeheartedly with another person because 
that's what you should do with readings. It's not all about the high priestess isn't about knowing and being correct all the time. It is about the want to know. It's about understanding that you will not be this all-knowing, powerful figure 100% of the time, but it is about blossoming and allowing things to, to siphon through yourself and through others, to receive what others are saying and take it in and be aware that your own understanding of things is not the only way that things are. That's the binary meaning behind one black pillar and the one white pillar. It's because humans are such binary thinkers. We are so yes or no, black and white, um, in and out, like all of these opposites. We don't have a very good ability, and it's a survival instinct, I believe, but we don't have a very good ability to kind of sit in the in-between. And that is what the high priestess wants us to do. They want us to sit in the in-between. They want us to not just be us and not try to be another person. Sometimes they want us to sit in the argument in the middle. They want us to observe. They want us to feel. They want us to not just um, not just agree to things because that's how, what we've always been taught. It wants us to, to genuinely think on an issue. The high priestess is sometimes an encouragement to educate yourself further or to challenge your own belief system. Why do I believe this? Is this actually a real thing or do I need to do a little more internal work on myself? The high priestess is about us being able to widen our horizons and be willing to be fucking wrong. I will say this. If you were ever in an argument or doing a reading, um, let's say it's a relationship reading and you're like, what can I do to like make things better? And you pull the high priestess. It is literally like, consider you're wrong. Consider you're wrong. That doesn't mean that you are wrong. It just means, hey, consider you are. Why don't you take yourself so completely out of your own head, so completely out of your own fucking feelings about a situation that you even take a minute to put yourself in the other person's spot and two things are going to happen. One of two things. Either you're going to put yourself in their position and be like, okay, wow, this is where I would want grace in this situation. Or it's going to help you be like, okay, wow, you know what? Yeah, this person really is not in the right here, and I need to be able to advocate for myself. It's a knowing, it's a learning, it's a constant opening, closing, waxing and waning. If you're going through a period of time and you don't feel your most intuitive, that's okay. You're not supposed to. Stop forcing it. It'll come back. You can't just be open all the time. I hear this so often. I haven't looked at my cards in a while because I really just don't feel my most intuitive. And my answer is always like, the cards are always there to serve you. Keep pulling the cards. You just have to be okay with the fact that you don't necessarily know what they mean right now. That doesn't mean anything's broken or wrong with your intuition. It literally just means you don't know right now. So take some fucking time. Take some time. You're going to figure it out. I promise. Well, our intuition isn't meant to just be some open doorway. It is a doorway with a tapestry that we can peek behind or not, and we wax and we wane, and that is the high priestess. As we move throughout the tarot, we become more and more in tune with opening and closing on command our intuition. But in the high priestess, it's just kind of this instinctual, you have intuition, because we are all intuitive humans. Because we are all born with instinct, so we all have intuition, but some people have an easier time opening that intuition and closing it because they've practiced with it or because they understand how their own body phases through things. 
understanding your intuition, understanding that just because you're having like, it can even last months sometimes of just feeling like your intuition isn't that sharp or feeling like you're not understanding things or knowing things the way that you used to. And that isn't because you're broken or you stopped understanding things. Actually, it's just because you're in a contraction. The really cool part of being in a contraction is that the expansion is usually equal to the amount of contraction you're in. So if you're feeling like you have no intuition and like you really don't know anything and like you're feeling completely disconnected, I promise you, give yourself some grace and some space because the expansion you have is going to be equal to that of the discomfort of the contraction. It will all come back. You cannot be on all of the time. You are not in temperance. That is the really beautiful meaning of the high priestess. It's kind of like, I'll leave you with this last visual. The high priestess is looking in a mirror and seeing yourself and touching the mirror and realizing that even though you can see, you can't, you can see in the mirror, you can't go into the mirror. There's a barrier. By the time you get to temperance later on, you find that that barrier doesn't matter anymore. That's when you step into the mirror and two worlds become one. The high priest is just just seeing that there is another side and learning more about it and being willing. So yeah, I hope that is helpful. As we all know, this is the part of the podcast where I come on and say something witty, but I'm not really feeling very witty right now. I'm feeling kind of sad. So Let's um, hop on into the collective reading. And the collective reading is reverse strength. And I am unsurprised. Last week, I said something along the lines of, hey, just remember that you need to take care of yourselves, but things are going to get more intense and something else bigger is coming. So make sure you take care of yourself so you can handle it. Hey, um, I bet you didn't do that. And then you got gobsmacked Tuesday when you heard the news about 21 people being murdered in a classroom. Um. How about you take your comfort, your care seriously this coming week, but also the collective comfort and care of literally everyone? The one thing that I know for sure is that there is not one person in existence, progressive or conservative, that is not absolutely horrified by the death needless death death of 21 people. This is not me saying go across the aisle and shake hands. It's not. It's truly not. Anybody at this point who was like, we should have more guns. I just like, you can shut up. What I'm saying is that the one thing that we can all agree on is that there, it is a travesty that 21 people are needlessly dead. Strength is the beginning of the death line. It just is. It is the beginning of the death line. Um, A really good quote for this card is, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Expect to be challenged. Expect for things to be hard. Expect for things to get more intense. And take care of people. Take care of them. That doesn't mean support them in all of their bad decisions. It absolutely doesn't mean that. It means take care of them. Sometimes taking care of them is point blank saying, you are wrong about this and I will not argue with you about your wrongness. I will just tell you you're wrong. Here are the facts why. And if you are unable to research and figure that out, I will continue to tell you you're wrong. And that's where it is. 
do what you can do to take care of people, take care of yourselves, take care of others, and just steady yourselves. Because the honest to God truth is that I don't know if another mass shooting is going to happen this week, but I do know 100% sure that a mass shooting will happen again. Because in this country, it is very easy to get assault weapons. I don't know if more people are going to die this week for sure in Ukraine, but people have been dying every day, hundreds if not thousands of people. I don't know what's going to happen in regards to the news that China is considering invading Taiwan, but I do know that there are people in Taiwan right now scared out of their minds. I bet you haven't heard that in the news, though. I only know that we are being asked in regards to tarot and the collective reading that I'm looking at and what I feel using my intuition that things are going to get more intense as they go. Because we're in a phase right now where an old way is dying out. More and more people every day are being born into this world, (laughs) forcibly or not. And people are growing up to be more and more progressive because we are in end stage capitalism and things are kind of flailing about. And so we are walking through the valley of the shadow of death. We need to be able to take care of ourselves enough to be able to control the what is dying. Okay? Children and people do not need to be They don't need to be dying. We need to be working on killing a system that is no longer working. And that's, and I'm not, and again, like I'm not trying to fear monger. I really feel like the more love that we show people, and again, love doesn't always mean ooey gooey kindness. Sometimes love mean, sometimes loving someone means getting pissed. We need to start loving our people. We can no longer get so used to, to horrible tragedy that it be we become numb to it and walk away from it. We're getting easier and easier at walking away from it. Don't let that get easier. Meet the beast and take it head on. This doesn't have to be the world that we live in. Okay, this is a very heavy episode and I need some dopamine. So I... I'm going to go heat up my cup of coffee. And honestly, like, I just want to say, and my husband is, in fact, going to kill me because I told him I would make this episode quick, but I didn't because I'm me. I love y'all. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for the kind reviews. Um, And just thank you all for, I know so many of you and so many of you reach out and message me and I talk to so many of you and I just want to let you know that you mean the world to me and I genuinely care about you. Some of you are thinking, I've never messaged you and I've never spoken to you. And guess what? I care about you too. I genuinely care about you. I genuinely do. And I want us all to live in a world that is so much safer than what we're in now. And I think a large part of getting to that point is awareness. So that's what I'll say. I'll stop bothering your ears now. I'm going to ta-ta. Bye-bye.